When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Good to be with you this weekend. It's uh, it's a lovely weekend around this part of the world. A lovely weekend for racing coming up. And the man to bring us all the action alongside myself, Jordan Canellis, is Butch Castles. Morning to you, Butch. How's things? Yeah, morning, Jordan. Uh, gee, the rain's going to play its part again. Hawke's Bay uh, with uh, a track that's been rain-affected. And no rain in Canterbury uh, earlier in the week. They've had to irrigate, but uh, hopefully that... Uh, Rain stays away there as well. So, yep, the uh, winter is hanging on, if you like, here in little old NZ. Yes, we've got, uh, if it all gets underway and we have no interruptions, Group 1s and Group 2s, is that right? Yeah, Group 1 racing uh, at uh, Hawke's Bay. They've got the Arrowfield stud plate at Group 1 level and, of course, the uh, AHD Hawke's Bay guineas at Group 2 level. So a couple of red-hot races, and we're going to chat with Craig Grills, who's got rides in them both, and the favourite in the Arrowfield stud plate. He'll be hoping the rains uh, don't continue too much. Absolutely. Matt Cross on the programme as well later on. But Craig Grills is our first guest. He's with us now on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Morning to you, Craig. Yeah, good morning. How are you? G'day, Grilsy Butch here. Let's have a look at these mounts at Hawke's Bay. Nice book assembled in race one, late to the party. Uh, look, I won't mind the fact that the rain's been there and was a good fourth last time. Yeah, the rain definitely won't worry him, Butch. Um, he, he does like a bit of cut out of the track. And he's, he's sort of always thereabouts. He drops back in grades, back to 65. So he's had to carry a bit more weight. But, um, you know, he's been, been competitive in, in 75 sort of great races. So um, he, he's got the worst, that's for sure. You're talking about dropping back, and, and that certainly makes a difference, those horses that have been there and thereabouts in the uh, 75. When they drop back into that 65, uh, they can certainly uh, show some uh, form back in company. Oh, it certainly does. I mean, he obviously has to carry a bit more weight, but he's a, re- he's a really big horse. Um, he's not going to worry how many. He's quite a strong horse. Righto, race three, GC. This is one that uh, we haven't seen on a rain-affected track. I know uh, Stephen Marsh has an opinion of this bloke. He put together a good record last preparation. Had the one run back, but uh, the query would be the track. Yeah, you did right there. The track is the only concern because, as, as you say, it's a bit of an unknown how he's going to go on it. But, um, yeah, he, he had a really good prep last start. He's had that one run to sort of, you know, where he finished ninth, get under his belt. So he would have taken a lot of massive improvement out of that drawn to the middle of the track but um, it's just going to be a bit of a watch to see if he handles the track like he said Butch. Race 4 uh, Grilsey uh, one that will handle the track and uh, Amuse Moi the scratching of uh, Aegon will help there's a couple of hard fit horses there like Old Town Road and Tavi's Court times ticking resuming but Amuse Moi in the best form would be awfully hard to handle in a race like this 
Yeah, I think so. I was really happy to pick up the ride on this um, for, for Johnny Benner and Willie Winyard. So, um, yeah, like I say, Aegon's out and um, Durham Lad down the bottom. I see he's, he's nominated for another race, so it could end up in a pretty small field. So, um, yeah, he, he obviously does get through the really wet, wet conditions, which it's probably going to be. Um, he's had that one run under his belt to prep him for this, this one here. So, I actually I was talking to Jono at, at I was going to Otaki yesterday and I was yeah, it'd be rock hard fit too because I know they considered running him in the Arrowfield stud plate, the Group One mile, as a late nomination with the wet track. So, the fact that it's uh, going to be quite testing will certainly play into his hands. Thirteen hundred might be short of his best, but it might play like fourteen hundred or even further the way the uh, weather is. Yeah, I think that was his thinking of going to the thirteen hundred as well, with it being wet um, for those exact so. Race number five, one of the features, the Group 2 AHD Hawks Bay Guineas for 140,000. And Dulis has had the two runs back. Uh, it distance short of what he might be looking for. I think the 1,400 certainly will play into his hands. And look, he raced in good company and showed good form as a two-year-old. Yeah, he was very handy. Had a very handy prep as a two-year-old. Um, as you say, and he's, he's come back pretty good this prep so far as well. Um, I know Steve's really, Stephen Marsh is really happy with him. Um, yeah, as you say, that he's probably looking for, probably going to be looking for a bit further. But with, with the rain around, and the hundred might be right. He's drawn out a bit, so starting to get to that part of the day, they might be looking to get out a bit wider too. Yeah, I don't think that'll um, be too much of an issue. And look. Uh... Uh, the Alman Zors are absolutely flying at the moment uh, as well. And uh, look, the favourite dynastic by Alman Zor, this bloke uh, the same. But just the way that he is uh, shapes up, I, I think the 14 at this stage uh, should be uh, pretty helpful for him. Yeah, that's right. And um, he's the side. They can't do too much wrong at the moment. So hopefully he's another one they can put his hand up. That'd be really nice. Mm, race six, uh, you ride Lady Cavell for Andrew Forsman. Got a, a nice handy draw. The win last time uh, was good enough uh, and has won on a slow track. So there is uh, some hope that she'll handle the conditions. Yeah, I, I think she will. Um, yeah, it was, it was good for her to win last start and sort of probably get her confidence back up because she'd been doing a little bit wrong and, and things like that. Admittedly, it probably wasn't the strongest race last time, but she still did win it nice enough. Um, you know, we are drawn in a bit, so hopefully, hopefully that's not going to be too much of a disadvantage. Um, as I, I think you're right it's not the strongest race and and that can be a big thing with horses uh, just when they've been getting sort of beaten but to get that win it gives them uh, just it seems often that they can go again that they they get that confidence and it just seems to build them up No, you must have learnt something from the King Murray, eh? Race 7, the feature, Arrowfield stud plate. You ride the ruling favourite, La Creek. Look, her run was really good, uh, resuming. Just at the point of the corner, you got held up at a time where you were looking to get off. She had to duck back to the inside, which, as it played out, wasn't quite the best place to be. But you must have been thrilled with her resuming run. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was a great resuming run. Um, yeah, like I say, I was just trying to get out to get out to better ground and got shut out, so I had to come back to the inside. And she's done, she's pretty brave to put herself up to run third. So, 
Um, ultimately, she's not probably great on the real heavy track, but she's got that real class factor that sort of gets her through it. So um, hopefully we can just keep her out of trouble tomorrow. And she's had that run under her belt, and her work's been sensational. So then she's really come through the race really good. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can just have an ounce of luck, and it's, and it's the track's better than what forecast, hopefully, and um, she can do the rest for us. Mm, so she, you've had a good feel of her, you've trialled her, you've ridden her race day. She gets up to the 1,600 metres from, let's be honest, a, a pretty ordinary start for a 1,600 metre Group 1, but it is what it is. She's got a good barrier. Where do you posse her up in the run from that gate from that terrible start position? Ideally, yeah, like you said, yeah, it's, not, it's not the greatest starting mile um, race course, but hopefully she can she always she always gets away from the gates really good so hopefully she can be not too far off them and try and get off the fence and hurt it would be ideal but like I said going to that deep first bit does make that a little tricky so we're just going to see that we saw that tactical speed as a three-year-old, didn't we? It was a couple of occasions where she just bowled along with that uh, lovely action of hers and she was clicked up at, uh, just into the straight. But um, yeah, if you can just be one off uh, somewhere, I imagine that would be uh, perfect. Uh, look, she's got to be terribly hard to beat. I doubt you'd trade her with anything else in the race. No, that's right. I mean, she's like, she does bounce away, so I hope she she's got to be right there anyway. Absolutely. One that just absolutely donkey licked them on the first day was Ruby Rocks. I know this is a step up in, in company, if you like, but gee, it was impressive on the first day for you. Yeah, she was very impressive. Um, I think Roger Allen was a bit surprised how she won, unlike she did too, but uh, I remember uh, must have been them earlier on in the year, um, I wonder if you in the airport, uh, one on her on premier day down there, and she, she won really, really nice then too, so she's always shown that she's had, had the ability there, and then she's probably just been off the spoil a little bit, but she really, really bounced back through that, so again, she's probably drawn in the same spot as she did the other, the other day from the start out wider, I guess the plan would be to just roll forward again, and um, hopefully Roger's got to share her right as he did last time. Sometimes those mares, when they strike form at this time of year, they can really hold it as well. Well, that's, that's right, yeah. Um, she seems to be that sort of horse when she has hit form before she doesn't tend to hold it for a while. Mm, she won't uh, be worried by the rain-affected track either. To the last, give me all your loving for Cody Cole. It was a good winner last time, bred to be good this one. Uh, seems to be one of those horses that's just improving every time uh, that she goes to the races. She's out of a... A uh, Group 1 winning mare in legs, who of course won a Group 1 on that track by the mighty Savabeel. And uh, look, uh, yeah, as I say, she's just an improving mare. Yeah, she is. She built a really nice one at Matamata last time. Um, yeah, like I say, she's bred to be anything. She's royally bred. Um, nice uh, Waikato stud breed there. And she's a really nice type too. So uh, I galloped her earlier on in the week for Cody at Matamata there. And, her work was really good too, so um, you know it was it was reasonably wet that day. Matter matter when she won too, so I don't think whatever the track's going to be at the end of the day, there's not going to be too much bother for her. She's drawn out as well, which might be a bit of a bonus by then. I think so. I think they'll be winning in the crown of the track by then, Grilsey. Righto. On paper, it looks like your best ride is in the Group One on La Creek. Would you agree? I think so. Yeah. On paper, she does look. Does look the one. Obviously, Group One races are 
they're a bit harder to win, but she she does look does look Thanks, Grilsey. Thanks for your time. Safe travels. Good luck out there uh, in the Group 1 day at Hastings. Craig Grills with us on Breakfast with the Kiwis, previewing his weekend ahead. On the other side of this, we'll have Matt Cross to have a chat about what's coming up at Rickenham Park. That's next on Breakfast with the Kiwis. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis here. Butch Castle's on the program as always. And Butch, we're going to have a look at what's coming up around Rickerton Park with the voice of Rickerton Park Racing, Matt Cross. Morning to you, Matt. G'day, guys. Uh, great to be back on ECM uh, with you guys once again this week. And looking forward to a, a huge week of racing across both sides of the Tasman on uh, both codes. And we'll be focusing on Rickerton Park tomorrow. Rails out six metres on a soft seven track there at the moment, and with the rain that is happening currently in the Christchurch area, it wouldn't surprise me to see it get out a little bit more and probably be a loose enough track tomorrow, Butch, but it's one of the key lead-ups to the cup meeting, and we've got a really cracker card. Yeah, really good card, Matt. As you say, first one to look at, the Inglewood Stud Guineas trial, and didn't know which way to go. I know Charbano held in the highest of regard, but I can tell you Cognito's not a bad animal from up north either. Yeah, Cognito in behind Sharp and Smart last time out. And, and Sharp and Smart is probably the horse in New Zealand with one of the biggest wraps on it at the moment. And this horse went really close. A So you think three-year-old has got the right jockey and Jason Laking really brave last time out. Plenty of options from barrier number five. So I'm going to go with him, Cognito. I think the couple of runs that he has had in the 1,400 metres is going to be ideal. I was taken by the run of Marlborough Bay last time out. I thought that he could race handy from a widish barrier draw. He drew barrier 11 last time out. Got in a bit of traffic, but was very good to the line. 1,400 looks really good for him, a son of Darcy Brahma. So I'm going to Yakar 1 and 2. Number 7 perfectly suited, the Savile Row filly. She was really powerful in the stakes race last time out and behind one kiss. Her closing sectionals were super. 1,400 looks ideal on that. And you've got to have Chabano in the mix. It's going to be a decent step up for him. It was an easy kill for him last time out during barrier one over the 1,200 on the synthetic. But I do know that the Pittman team hold him in really high regard. But it is a big test. Three, one, seven, and two. I think Cognito and Marlborough Bay will be fighting out the finish. Race number seven, Matt, the Copeland's Bakery's mile trial leading towards that wonderful race, middle day of the Cup Carnival. Really good field, this, and as evidenced by the betting, look, uh, it's a $5 favourite. Punters knowing not which way to go. Zaluminous, $5.50 as favourite. Drawn well, but, gee, you can make a case for plenty here. I like seriously number three. He's only won three races from 29 starts, but the way he's gone this time in two runs to date with his closing sectionals, I reckon he'd just about be the peaking point of his career. It's been a really good prep, first up over 1,000, closed off really strong in a solidly run race, and then over 1,200 the other day, and behind Summer Monsoon was slashing late in the piece. Wide draw 1,400 I think is okay for him. He's got some early tactical speed if they want to use it. Zaluminous number five has got a good gait if she can use it. Barrier two, she was late scratched last time out after being denied a fair start. Her two prior runs were good. In behind those, number 10, Strike Force. I think he's a lightweight chance, particularly if he can find the lead. He's only had the four starts, but he's won three of them. 
He's a natural on pace with a really good strike rate. And feeling the power, number six. Well, last time out at Rickerton Park over the 1,200, uh, the stirrup strap broke on the offside, so he dislodged the jockey. But he's a horse that's got plenty of power, has feeling the power. So I'm going to say as a 52-kilo chance, he can sneak into the placings. But I'm with Seriously in the Copeland's Bakery's Mile Trial. Race number nine, Mad another of the features, the Waimakariri Business North Canterbury Cup, and bit of a pointer towards New Zealand Cup here. Gee, there's been some money for Athene here out of the uh, Terry Ray stable. Tens into uh, 7.5. Money also for Azus Thought, but the favourite, Campionessa, who is racing in fine form down your way. Yeah, she was so brave last time out of Thought Bush. She stepped up to the 1,800 metres, She's going to come on from that run, I would imagine, as well. Gets down to 55 kilos. She was left in the open for the best part of three or 400 metres up the straight, and the horse that got the slipstream in behind her was able to gobble her up in the last couple of strides. She's a really good horse, Campionessa, the contributor man. I think fourth up to 2,000 metres is a really happy spot for her. Number nine, Five Princes. Now, this is one of the best value bets on the program there tomorrow. Now that the rain has come, Butch, I really think Five Princes can win. He's currently a $10 chance loomed into it last time out, was desperately in need of the run. He did race a little bit keen over the 1,800 metres, but I'm willing to put that down to freshness. He's got 54.5 kilos. Ran second behind Summer Festival. He had two starts to go on a bog track during the National Carnival. Blinkers off, side winkers on. He's the horse I'd be backing. Race nine, number nine, five princes. Number six, Rain Man is a really good finisher if he gets the right sort of suck into the race. And two, as a thought, I thought she was sharp first up, maybe not quite as sharp second up, but I think third up to 2,000 metres is a real happy spot for her. Campionessa hard to beat, but I think the overs in the market butch is around number nine, five princes, particularly with the downgrading track. Fantastic. And the last, I reckon you can make a case that this is the best race of the day, the last match. Gee, some wonderful up-and-coming animals in this, the likes of Bella the Ball, who's been super in winning two, uh, Illicit Miss winning a couple, Doc Martens in wonderful form, Sacred Giant. Gee, this is a really, really good progressive race. A lot of last start winners in here. I think Bell of the Ball should map okay from a nice gate for the Mark Walker stable, closing out well over 1,400 in her most recent starts. Steps up to the mile. She's fourth up as well with 54.5 kilos. So there's a few ticks around her, Bell of the Ball, the 12. Five Sacred Giant. He'll roll across. 1,600 metres okay for him. You'll look for him as the leader in the race. Therefore, you have to include him. Nine Elizabeth Rose, second up to 1,600 metres, really suits her. And number 15, Illicit Miss. No reason why she couldn't go three in a row under the lightweight as well. So that was the ball in the last on the program, Butch, to uh, round out the day. Good on you, Matt. Thanks for your time. Good calling tomorrow as you build towards uh, Cup Week in Christchurch. Appreciate you taking the time to join us on SCNZ. Yeah, absolutely, Butch. Uh, good luck over the weekend. Uh, pleasure to come on the show once again and look forward to next time. Matt Cross with us on the program. Always good to have him on. Butch, we've got about a minute left in the program. Have you got any uh, tips for us for around the weekend? Well, really looking forward to uh, Hawks Bay. It's just a shame that uh, that rain has come uh, as they have been predicting for uh, most of the week. I thought Dynastic should be winning the Hawks Bay Guineas. He was super resuming. Uh, look, he's a really good animal held in the highest regard. Um, but he won't get it all his own way. The filly's really good. She's locally trained by John Barry. I speak of bestseller. So she's got to be a chance. Didn't know that uh, La Creek would be overly comfortable in what will be testing conditions by race seven of the Arrowfield start. 
hard plate and uh, if there were, class will take a very, very close but Mustang Valley, rock hard fit and flying this preparation might be the one to upset her and couldn't see any reason why Queen of Spades wouldn't be competitive in race 8 there at Hawke's Bay as well. So big card, really looking forward to it. Excellent stuff Butch, we'll catch you next week. See ya. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.